Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Marriages can be tricky, and in some cases, even deadly. On November 22, 2010, a woman went missing in a case that saw both her husband and her lover as a potential suspect. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. When Stephanie Roller Brunner and Dale Brunner met at an Oregon ski resort in 1993, they immediately cemented themselves as the picture-perfect couple. She was an employee at the resort. He was a nature photographer. And after three years of dating, Dale proposed and they happily eloped in Fiji. At some point, the pair moved to the town of Silverthorne, Colorado, right near the popular ski resort of Breckenridge. And once they settled, Stephanie called over to a local dance studio to take some classes and became fast friends with the owner, Jennifer Voxicus. While she worked for the county reviewing home building plans and Dale built a successful photography business, the lovebirds expanded upon their family and welcomed three children into the fold. Everything seemed to be perfect. That was until those who knew the couple started to notice what one friend would later call the perfect storm. In rapid succession, Stephanie was laid off from her job and Dale's business came to a crashing halt along with the economy. Things only got worse when Dale's perfect wife met a physical therapist named Ron Holthouse while teaching him to dance for a local benefit called Dancing with the Mountain Stars. Though the relationship on the surface seemed to be nothing more than a professional one, a secret blog kept between the pair told the story of longing, passion, and a deep connection. Six months after she met Ron, Stephanie went to Dale and asked for a divorce. In his own words, Dale said that she told him she had, quote, fallen out of love with him, admitted to meeting someone else, and said that she wanted to move on with her life. He later told the media that, though heartbroken, he wanted Stephanie to be happy. Though the relationship never got physical, with both Stephanie and Ron still in their marriages, the pair continued their emotional affair via email, and things seemed to be heading in the right direction for the new couple. But just six weeks before that fateful day in November of 2010, Stephanie filed a restraining order against Dale. And though she withdrew it after just a week, she said that he threatened her life during the hearing. Though he claimed he just wanted her to be happy, things with Dale were starting to grow more tense by the day. And Stephanie, fearful for her safety, reached out to the advocates of victims of assault to report his violent behavior. Wanting to leave him as soon as she possibly could, she later told a friend, If anything happens to me, know that Dale did it. The ominous statement seemed to be strangely prophetic when, on November 22, 2010, Stephanie and Dale got into a fight and the following day, she was reported missing. When he finally made the call to police, Dale claimed that his 41-year-old wife had gone on a late-night walk and never returned 
but the police from the very beginning saw all the red flags that he seemed to be waving in the air. With Dale Brunner at the top of their list, police went searching for other potential suspects and learned all about the affair with Ron Holthouse, a man who, despite the beautiful words he wrote to her in love notes, allegedly had no intention of leaving his wife for Stephanie, a fact that he expressed to Stephanie just days before her disappearance. Obviously upset, the pair agreed to meet at their usual spot in a parking lot to talk things out, just five hours before she went missing. After they parted, Stephanie sent an email to Ron expressing her deep love for him and her wishes to continue their relationship. Not long after, at around 10.30 p.m., Dale said that his wife left the house saying she needed to clear her head and walked out into the dark and snowy night wearing only a lightweight jacket with no purse, no money, and no keys. All she took with her was a cell phone that she wasn't answering and a computer that she wasn't using. So with a jilted husband on one side and a soon-to-be former lover on the other, police were left wondering if Stephanie simply disappeared or if something more nefarious was happening in Silverthorne. What they really needed to help push along the case was to find the missing woman. A massive search was launched by Officer Teresa Barger. As local investigators, though technically still just a missing persons case, started treating Stephanie as the victim of a homicide. Though both men were interviewed throughout the search, things started slowing down around Thanksgiving time. But the day after the holiday, the case got a hell of a lot more serious when the frozen body of an adult female was found just minutes away from Stephanie and Dale's home. Found a total of three days after her disappearance, the body was taken in for an autopsy, and after determining that it was indeed Stephanie Roller Brunner, officials found that her cause of death was a combination of blunt force trauma to the head, strangulation, drowning, and hypothermia. From what they could surmise, Stephanie was first hit over the head with such force that it broke her skull. She was then strangled so hard that a bone in her neck snapped, and while still alive, she was then thrown into the freezing Blue River where she was left to drown and die of hypothermia. A brutal and vicious death. When those who knew and loved her gathered at the theater where she danced to pay their respect, officers noticed that Dale, the grieving husband, looked incredibly at ease and never even shed a tear. While we know that people grieve in their own ways, his behavior was enough to have officials scratching their heads. Still at the top of their list, with Ron Holthouse right behind him, Investigators added a third person when they learned that Cynthia Holthouse, Ron's wife, said at some point before her body was found that she wished Stephanie was dead. The couple, who were each other's alibi, took a polygraph test and both ended up failing. Despite this, however, officers said that they're matching alibis, claiming it's nearly impossible for two individuals to lie so consistently, were enough to shift suspicion away from them and straight back to Dale Brunner. Still believing he was too casual about the disappearance and the murder of his beloved wife, Jennifer Voxikis claimed that, just hours after Stephanie was reported missing, she went over to the house to help and was immediately sat down by Dale so he could complain about his missing wife. When she asked what he had done so far to help find her, he claimed that he had done nothing and called no one. In fact, he had not even left the house to try and find her. When called in for questioning just two days after she walked out the front door, 
The officer walked into the room to find Dale sound asleep in the chair. While many could argue that people act strange under extreme amounts of stress, it was Dale's timeline of events that seemed to be the final nail in his coffin. According to what he told police, Stephanie left for her walk between 10 and 10.30 p.m., but he didn't report her missing until 8.45 the next morning. Claiming he just wanted to, quote, give her space, police started digging into his life a bit more, and eight months after her murder, Dale Brenner was indicted for the murder of Stephanie Roller Brenner. Charged with second-degree murder, assault, and tampering with evidence, Dale was brought to trial in July of 2012 and, after two weeks, was found guilty on all charges. That September, he was sentenced to 112 years in prison, but the Colorado Court of Appeals later vacated the assault convictions and sentence because they were part of the same course of conduct as the murder. Now reduced to 48 years behind bars, Dale, four years, asserted his innocence and in October of 2019, actually filed a petition for post-conviction relief, which would allow him to ask the court to vacate his convictions, claiming he was denied his constitutional right to a, quote, effective assistance of trial counsel. Claiming his attorney, Robert Bernhardt, amongst other issues, asked for the admission of other alleged, quote, bad acts into evidence, namely his prior incidents of domestic assault, and the fact that Stephanie had filed a protection order against him, Dale was now saying that his trial was unfair and that he deserved a new one. There was also the former live-in lover of his who took the stand and said that, when they dated, Dale was not only violent during their arguments, but that he once strangled her to the point of unconsciousness. Though he said that all of that should have been excluded from the trial, that his attorney should have objected to allowing the jury to visit the scene where Stephanie's body was found, and that he should have fought harder for a venue change, by calling his lawyer's integrity into question, he opened up a door for Robert Bernhardt to fight back and give his own shocking confession. That May, the 5th Judicial District Attorney's Office filed a response to the petition and included an affidavit outlining an interview in which Robert Bernhardt defended his performance in court. In it, he told the DA's office that his strategic options were severely limited because Dale Brunner, prior to the trial, actually admitted to killing his wife that night in November. Though this would not be made public until the year 2020, Robert told the office that, after initially denying any involvement in her disappearance, Dale came clean to his lawyer and confessed to strangling her until she lost consciousness, driving her to the nearby river, throwing her down inside, and when she woke up, slamming a rock into her head. By filing the motion claiming his attorney was ineffective, Dale essentially waived his attorney-client privilege and allowed Robert Bernhardt to speak publicly about what he knew as a means for defending himself and the job he did during the trial. This is the last update that I could find in the case, and I'm not sure how the courts, the police, or Dale Brunner will proceed. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to A Terrible Thing Happened on November 23rd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.